I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Sans Pants Radio. I really don't care for custard. Welcome to another episode of Movie Maintenance, where some films just need fixing. I'm Kat. I'm Handsome Tom. I'm Gabe. And this week we are fixing I, Tonya. Tonya Hardy, eat your out. It's the theme song from the. It's the original song from the film, Gabe. <laughs> didn't, you, didn't you remember that? Made original by the song? people that did uh, the Greatest Showman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Paul this wrote. This is Tonya. They really reused Tanya, some of the music. Take your hearting out. I'm a bleeding hearting. It'd be great if we could have like a gag order for Tom for like the first two minutes of episode. <laughs> yeah, just actually, to, just you're not wrong. I see if you gave me a <laughs> gag order for every episode, I'd panic and would misinterpret what a gag order meant, and would think you were ordering lots of gags and would make them. Oh, for, for to, to, to oh. shut you up. Yeah, no, no, I, that's what it is. That's what Gabe wants, but I would misinterpret it on purpose. Uh, this is called revenge. I'm going to do this to you every episode now because you've broken me so many times in the past. <laughs> All right, what do we right. think of I, Tanya? Um, I, I, I enjoyed it. I, I lo- so this kind of story, so I know a little bit about the, I knew a bit about the story going into it, but sure. it's one of those true stories. It's just fucking so good because you're like, what the fuck? Like the CIA and the FBI were fucking involved. Like it is just, it is such an insane story and the people in it are all insane and they're all real. And I think that's, the charm of it, that beat at the end where you see the interviews with the actors and then the actual yeah, people yeah. in them, the fact that they recreated a lot of the, the interviews. Uh, did they do it for the film, the interviews for the film? Yes. Um, it, yes, the, the, they interviewed, the writer of the film interviewed those people and that's what he based a lot of his film off of, those interviews that were then directly used in the film. You know, I think that that added a nice level of authenticity to a story that is absurd. I think the reason I enjoyed it is I was like, this story is absurd, but it actually happened. And they're my favourite kind of stories. Stranger than fiction. And But then also the other flip side of that is to this day, Tonya Harding remains the only woman in the world, I am pretty sure of this fact, the only woman in the world who can do the triple axel. Uh, I don't know if that's true. There's Or there's like there's five people. There's very few, yeah. There's not a lot of people. For a long time... One. No one had done it. She was the first American woman to perform it in competition. Yeah. What did you think of the film, Gabe? Yeah, so I didn't know anything about this story, like, at all. You Had, um, had you even heard the name I'd Tonya heard the Harding? name Tonya Harding, but right. I had no associations with it. So I actually saw the trailer when I saw Three Billboards for the first time. And Good I'd, trailer. Yeah, and I'd heard Fantastic about Tonya, but I had no idea what it was. Like, none whatsoever. And when the trailer came up, I was like, holy shit, I must see this film. Mm-hmm. And it looked so, so good. Like, it looked funny. It looked edgy. It looked quirky. It looked just, like, really, really interesting and really fresh. And it looked fresh. like real character pieces um, as well. What I, I guess, because I, I did enjoy the film, and I think it had a lot going for it. I, I felt like what we were sold wasn't really what we got. Like, this idea that we're going to see the different characters telling their sides, we're going to see different events play out, wasn't really what happens. Like, you got a bit of that at the start, but by the end of it, it all kind of lined up. And the whole blurring of truth and fiction wasn't 
that much of a factor. No. Um, as a character study of Tonya Harding, I thought it was really compelling. I thought, you know, the fact that you just felt so sorry for her and everything, and the bit at the end where she's like oh, going that... through all of that was like being abused again. And it, it's like it's like an indictment of all sort of the tabloid press who sort of, you know, throw these people under the bus and do whatever they can to propagate the worst possible images of them. And yeah, obviously she did wrong, but I don't know, it just felt like a real fuck you to the kind of people who get off on... watching it and enjoying and yeah and scandal because it's like those are people's lives and people get hurt i don't know i just i found that really compelling and really powerful and really thought-provoking but i was a little bit disappointed that like you know for example the trailer sold a really funny film and all the funniest parts from the trailer Mm -hmm. yeah and it wasn't it wasn't really a comedy it was a drama with like quirks that the bit in the trailer where she pulls the gun and she's like turns to the camera and goes this never happened yeah yeah is yeah. like I wanted I I wanted more of that maybe yes I wanted more of that too absolutely yeah. but I think there there was comedy that they kept hidden particularly in the the role of the friend who was constantly eating <laughs> love a good gag or oh, fat I've got guys his eating name. food a lot he's something Eckhart Sean Eckhart and his bit at the when he's being interviewed at the end he's like no I'm I'm a counterintelligence I can't tell you <laughs> I save I save lots of people we're about in Afghanistan the road Wrote an article on me and for he was an airline magazine. So much. You're like, squinting right now in your impression. Amazing, I was like, that's yeah. really accurate. It's, it's just that that was good. I, stuff. I don't know what Tony Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> and okay, it's lines like that, and his character especially, that when that happened in the film, you were very aware that that must have happened in real life because it's so ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. That it, it's it's stranger than fiction. And and if that was just a character in a film, in a completely fictional film, you'd just be like, oh. It's too much. It's too broad of a beat of a of a comedy beat. Yeah, yeah. But because it's real, it's fucking hysterical. Yeah. And that's what is compelling, I think, about the story is that it is so strange, stranger than fiction. It is so ridiculous, but it, for the most part, it's a version of the truth. Uh, what, what do you guys think of the backlash that's come out about the whole thing where they kind of make comedy out of domestic violence? I didn't know that had been. I thought I the backlash had been about the humanizing Tonya Harding. <laughs> well, no, because like, there was that, but. There was also because I, I, I st- reading bits and pieces about Tonya Harding, I believe that she didn't actually know that they were going to do what they did. Mm-hmm. I think she kind of knew they were going to do something, but I think she thought maybe they're going to steal her ice skates. I also think she thought they were idiots, and she, they just she yes. was just like, oh, yeah, whatever. whatever like, she you didn't idiots. think she, they they were capable of very much. It's 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 one of those great examples of just in that true Fargo kind of vibe. Yeah, great yeah. I- idiocy. Begets greater idiots. Yes. <laughs> like, Very much. You just get so frustrated at these people. You're like, just stop. When the yeah. guy gets locked in and he just smashes the window and jumps out, that they don't they don't change their names or hide any of their IDs. Uh, they use the like they moving just, the car for fifteen oh. minutes to avoid <laughs> Which like that detail like that must have happened yeah, because it's, it's so stupid. Stranger than fiction. Yeah. But no, I, I know there, there was a little bit of like they make light of the fact that not not light of it. Like they they do, I think, do a bit of due diligence towards some of the awful things that happened to her. But Sebastian Stan's characters kind of painted as like a, a bumbling idiot who beats the shit out of his wife well, a lot. Though it, it's funny that that was the because I left that film thinking he was an abusive husband. I thought he was an idiot. Yeah. I thought he was a doofus. But I also thought he was an abusive man. And I didn't think it made light of that. I agree with the concept of showing a, a relationship, even a complicated one that includes domestic violence, with the light as well as the dark. Yeah. Because, I mean, to just show the insidious side of it is to suggest, you know, it begs the question, well, why do these women stay? Well, there are reasons why, you know. There's there's a whole bunch of reasons why, but some of them could be when it's good, it's great, and they want to cling on to that. And I felt like that's sort of why Tonya Harding 
stayed. That's what I took out of it. And I think that story is as true as any other. I think it's okay to show light in a really dark situation because in truth there is light sometimes in those dark situations. Not always, of course. Uh, and every... this, this wasn't a criticism I had, by the no, way. No, I know, just, I know. Was, I remember reading stuff about I it. I guess that's my answer to, to the criticism is that I, I didn't think it <laughs> Fuck made... Fuck you, criticism. I didn't think it downplayed the violence. I think it just showed another side to a complicated relationship. I, yeah, I mean, which not, is, I kind of just know. felt like the film sort of just presented it like in a way that wasn't really it wasn't sort of carrying on being like oh you know what he's doing is bad what he's doing is obviously bad no, yeah it just presented that relationship yeah and then the stuff that they both said happened and didn't happen yeah i don't know i, I don't think it was like i don't think it was making light of it at all i never no, I, I thought I it was actually either. quite brutal and quite stark and quite disturbing yeah when it happens yeah i think we can all agree that some of the better scenes of that are the scene where Alison Jenny throws the knife into her arm yep. and the way that plays out just in silence and walking out and it's like, okay, that's fucking bleak and brutal. And then the other scene, my other favourite beat of that, again, with those two in it, is the scene at the end where she comes to the house and she's got the, the, record, the oh, recording wire. Yeah, that was so good. And you're sitting there going, there's no way she's had this much of an about face, but you start believing her. And then when she's like, but yeah, did you, did you know? Did you do it? And you're like, fucking hell. Like, Can this woman get any worse? What a brilliant scene. So, so good. It must have happened as well. It It must have actually happened, which is so sad for the real Donya Harding. And you, and I think I think her mother really explained well, why, another reason why she stayed in that relationship is I mean as horrible as he was she felt more comfortable with him than her own mother and she also met him when she was like sixteen oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so you know a lot of fun factors my goodness um, so apparently you didn't like it Kath no well I did this is another kind of I guess in the vein of it's actually not in the vein of Baby Driver I didn't have the same issues with it I really liked I Tonya but. I felt that the trailer sold me something that the film wasn't and I really felt like that's what the film should have been because, you know, as you said, oh, you know, telling Tonya Harding's tale, well, in truth, we don't know if what she's telling us is 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 the truth. I do think that we, you know, it's her perspective on the story is important, but this concept of like, oh, the truth between the headlines, well, is there such a thing? Can we ever really know? I don't know. But I think the conversation isn't did she do it, the conversation should be about in infamacy, can there be any truth? And it's that relationship between people's perception of something and people's memories of things and that the truth can't really exist within it. Or can it? Yeah, And particularly with, with I guess, notorious figures like Tonya Harding, even like what's his name from Wolf of Wall Street, OJ Simpson, when they tell their own stories, they add a bit of salt and pepper yeah, sure. on top. And, and even people involved in them are often also larger than life and notorious. So they add a little bit of salt and pepper as well. Sure. So you get this like garnished version of a truth which is fascinating that so many people have experienced the same course of events exactly and fundamentally believe that their version is the truest and I, I just think you know we all we all choose how we remember we remember things as well mm-hmm. because like you know events only happen to us in the moment in like the second it takes them to happen and then they're gone like you know when i think back on recording this podcast for example i'm not going to remember everything that we said and the stuff that i do remember is going to be like you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to remember different stuff to what you guys remember. Sure. But, you know, like things like what Itonia is depicting, you don't get a recording of that gives you a definitive truth. Mm-hmm. Like all of these characters, chances are, are telling maybe how they... They're not necessarily the... lying. Yeah. They just remember their perception of what yes, happened. Yes, exactly. And exactly. that's the whole point is that there is no 
truth. You know what I mean? There's only at how we remember things and, and we're all going to remember it differently. You yeah. know, and that's fine for you and I, well, you know, because we live our lives not really in the public eye. But then what does that mean for someone who has their story told not only by her mother and by her ex-husband, but by everyone in the fucking world? Yeah. You know, everyone's, except for, as it turns out, Gabe, most people have heard of Tonya Harding and most people have a perception of her life. And it is just that, just a perception. So, you know, how do you come to terms with the fact that your life is no longer your own? Because everyone's telling your goddamn story. Well, that's the thing you were saying is that... And they don't know. You thought the backlash was just about humanising Tonya Harding? And there you go, right there, is that you have this character who is a real person who's being presented as having a version of events that people in the public eye are like, oh, no, she's a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's not a good person. And we love to do it. We love to take real people and tell their stories for them because it's entertainment. Yeah. And that's okay when it comes to characters and films and even to a certain extent politicians, people who actively use the public eye to create who they are. But when it comes to someone, an athlete, someone who is in the public, yes, but is still a person who theoretically should only be known for what she did on the ice, you know, that's when it becomes inherently complicated because she wasn't raised to cope with this. Well, no, and, and also... There is, you know, the whole evidence of the film suggests, and even in other stories, that she wasn't what ice skating wanted ice skating exactly. to be. Exactly. I mean, the per- Nancy Kerrigan was what ice skating exactly. wanted ice skating to be. She and- was the f- fundamental opposite. Well, that's the thing as well. Like, um, I, I was reading something that someone said about it, and she was like, oh, uh, I think it was Selena, Selena Williams? Serena Williams was, was the same kind Did you just get, like, the, one of the world's greatest tennis players' names wrong? <laughs> I don't really like tennis, so. Doesn't matter, Gabe. Do you know who Serena Williams is? Knowing nothing about sport I or tennis, I added an L. Couldn't in tell it. you. I couldn't have told you prior to this what sport she played. But you, oh. you know, she was a sports lady of some sort. Would you have called her Selena? I knew she was a uh, tennis player. Very possibly. Oh no! I really yeah. don't care. Be about on my sports, side, Tom. Gabe. I'm we're, sorry. We're taking Kath down. <laughs> but yeah, Tom, it's like low-hanging so fruit. It's so easy. <laughs> Selena Williams. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Selena Williams Gomez, musician no, and tennis player. <laughs> Gomez, the tennis player. No, Serena Williams, you know, they were saying that she was not with tennis. She wasn't the image of tennis. But tennis, there's a clear winner or loser. There's a point system that's very objective. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, you you either win or you lose. There's no judges' scores. Everything about figure skating is, well, not everything, but most things about figure skating is actually subjective. So when it comes to being an athlete, Tonya Harding had the talent, but she wasn't recognized. And I, I sort of addressed that in my pitch. What I have done with my pitch... It's a little bit different because because it is a true story, I'm following the plot of the film fairly loyally. Yep. I've actually changed one detail, which but just because it fits better for my structure. But more or less, I, and I will in this pitch go, oh, and then we just kind of follow the story along. And please, you know, hopefully you've seen the film if you're listening to this podcast. I'm not saying that those parts of the story aren't in the film. In my version of the film, I'm just kind of going, yep, that's pretty much the same as the movie. Because you're telling parts of it are history. Well, yeah, so, yeah, we, we know she doesn't win this gold medal here because we know that in history that didn't happen. I'm not changing the plot. What I am changing is how we see the plot. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. So I'm already excited. Strap yourselves in. Cause a question though before we start. Just yeah. a quick disclaimer: you're not going to high school musical us, are you? Oh, I, I don't think thought I could... of that, Tom. I'm not ready for that. It's 40 degrees. It's too hot to be High School Musical tonight. Tom and Gabe. Kath, I don't want to be High School Musical. I will walk out this room and you'll be podcasting to a wall. I'm ready for I'm some wrenching emotional question. drama. I'm not ready There's to be no high school musical. There is no way that I'm going to answer that question. Like you have to just oh, wait and find no. out. Oh, Gabe, now is I'm it just going to be Elon Musk's Tonya Harding? <laughs> 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 I wish I did that. That would be so good. Uh, you All know right. what? I'll level with you. 
so you can prepare it's 40 degrees so you can prepare yourself i do play with kind of some crazy visuals but i this is a serious pitch if you will okay all right hit us but i'm so i'm not trying to fuck with you i am but in a in a genuinely in a gay way not in a cat's way in a career in, you're gonna break us with like a little bit of integrity <laughs> to my creativity although i mean saying that High School Musical is a, a brilliant piece of work. It was. Yours wasn't. So It <laughs> <laughs> was surprisingly quick for a 40 degree day. Yeah, that was really good. All right. I, Tonya. We open much as the film opens with a series of modern day interviews establishing the key players in this story. The key players being Tonya Harding, Lavonia Golden. Is it Lavonia? This, the mother. Yeah. Is it Lavonia? I don't know how to pronounce it, but it, it reads Lavonia. Tonya's mum. Tonya's mum. No, I, I say Lavonia so that when I say Lavonia, I'm referring to her mum. Uh, Jeff Gilroy, her first husband, and Martin Maddox, who in the movie is played by Bobby Carnavale. Carnavale. Yeah. And he was a hard copy producer, but essentially he kind of played the embodiment of the paparazzi. The, the, the thing you yeah. were talking about there. The yeah. people who Picked profit over off her misfortune and, and off the scandal. The people who are looking for entertainment. So we start the plot, and this is the one change, well, the one main change I have with Tonya's father walking out of their family home. I think in truth he walked out when she was a bit older, but I've, I've just got him walking out in the first. Livonia stands puffing on a cigarette in the doorway. Tonya Harding's current day self narrates his departure, and we see four-year-old Tonya staring out the window, heartbroken. The narrator is cut off by current day Livonia going, horseshit, he was a deadbeat, we were better off without him, and Tonya knew that. The camera pulls into focus the background and we see behind heartbroken baby Tonya, another Tonya sits in the living room, playing with trucks, completely nice. unaffected. The two Tonyas <sighs> exist in the same space, completely unaware of each other. We cut to the ice skating rink where the dry, undeterrable and forever chain-smoking Lavonia stands on the ice demanding Diane Rollinson train Tonya. Diane Rollinson being the, the coach in the, in the film. Yep. Tonya too, Lavonia's Tonya, Lavonia's memory of Tonya, I should say, is wild and out of control. A complete handful of pure energy. Lavonia only engages with Tonya as if to be like, see, see what I'm working with? The other Tonya, Tonya once, is quietly on the bench, unaddressed. Diane initially denies the request on the grounds that she doesn't train skaters that young, but her face lights up as her eyes fall on something new. Not Tonya one or Tonya two, but a third Tonya. A somehow more innocent Tonya, Tonya 3, glides across the ice with a joy that can only come from an inherent love of something. Little Tonya Harding didn't understand what exactly she was doing, but she knew it felt incredible. She knew she felt powerful in a way she didn't feel at home. Maybe Diane felt sorry for Tonya. Maybe she saw herself in her. Whatever it was, history was made because of it. Now Tonya is growing up, training, and a real tangible talent is emerging. Tonya One is berated by Lavonia and is not allowed off the rink, even to pee, causing her to wet herself on the ice and forced to keep skating. In the background, Tonya Two, Lavonia's Tonya, is always goofing off, sitting around, lazy essentially. Modern day Lavonia defends herself, claiming that Tonya skated better than when she was angry. We see Diane's futile attempts to improve Tonya's image by suggesting she has a fur coat. So Tonya's father shoots squirrels and they fashion this kind of Frankenstein squirrel fur coat. The other skating girls laugh at Tonya for it. Both Tonyas walk past in the coat, flipping them off, but with slightly different finesse. One is a knee-jerk reaction and the other is with total unashamed glee. So we're getting kind of like, she, she, she did it, yeah. but for different kind of yeah. reasons. We continue along with the same plot of the original film, along with this format. Multiple Tonyas inhabiting the space, each one representing the current modern-day 
narrator of how Tonya handled the situation. When Tonya meets Jeff, another Tonya enters the scene. And now the many Tonyas start to break the fourth wall, arguing their truth and their integrity as the true reality of Tonya Harding to the audience. Not unlike kind of like a courtroom kind of, no, 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 this is how it went down. Setting the case to the audience, but never to each other. They break the fourth wall, but they never yeah. recognise uh, each other, and this is important. Yeah, I like it. Now that we have so many, they don't all share the frame. They start to jot in now the story. And, for example, when the violence between Jeff and Tonya begins and modern-day Tonya says, he was the first man I ever loved, except he used to beat the shit out of me, the camera moves through the house and Tonya and Jeff collide room through room. But every time they enter a room, a different Tonya enters, like a switch, in, like they switch in a doorway, like a magic trick. Sometimes she is defensive and reactive and other times she is taunting and aggressive. As they tag in and out, the frame actually slides diagonally back and forth like a ship bobbing in the rise and fall of the waves until the audience is so disoriented, it just cuts to black. And this is a relief. There, there's so many contradictory depictions of it. The truth is so muddy and confusing, it's really hard to make any sense of it. And we sit for a moment on still shots of current Jeff and Tonya in their respective interviews, sitting silently but actively reflecting as if they're trying to remember the exact colour of curtains and a motel they stayed at 20 years ago. Pretty sure, but... Maybe not. Yeah. I'm buying this. So we kind of have this bait. We cut to a modern day interview, but a new character, one that's not in the film. I've cast Stanley Tucci in this role. Okay. You, any, it, this film did need a bit of Tucci. It did need a bit of Tucci. But, you know, any character actor could actually play this role, playing a retired ice skating judge, a judge that would have been one of the Johnny judges. De- no, no, definitely, definitely Jeez. Stanley Tucci. Stanley um, Tucci would fucking play a retired ice skating judge, <laughs> like with like a slight Ukrainian or Germanic accent, mm, yep. like basically playing... The character from like, a fusion of the character from The Devil Wears Prada and uh, Captain America First Adventure. <laughs> yeah. All right. When we meet him, although we haven't heard the question he's been asked, or he hasn't even been asked a question yet, he preemptively defends the criticism that Tonya was scored unfairly. So this is modern day one. He says, finesse, grace, and performance is a part of the score. It always has been. We didn't change the rules to exclude Tonya. We watch as a new Tonya enters and leaves the rink. This Tonya is a crazy, exaggerated and ridiculous comical version of the judge's idea of white trash Tonya. She has like a hairbrush literally like tangled in her bird's nest frizzy hair like she tried to brush it and was like, fuck it, and gave up halfway through. Maybe she's pregnant and smoking and beer stubby, like tumbling out of her. She's just ridiculous. Uh, tumbling out Tonya to fight the other Tonyas. <laughs> mm. We watch a montage of Tonya getting her competition results, each time getting angrier and more unruly to the point where at one point she pulls out a gun and is just like, blah, 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 to the judges. And then at one point she's literally just a warthog. Like, not Margot Robbie, just like a warthog. <laughs> just still on skates, just like. <laughs> yeah, oh my just God. like this, like, ah. Yeah, that's a terrible warthog impression, but you get it. <laughs> this is all like a montage, less than like an accelerating montage. We cut back to the modern day's judge where we have this kind of beat as he sits there. This is the modern day interview. He sits there silently, indignantly, with this glimmer of guilt poking through the clear front, showing that even he knows that the scoring and interpretation of Tonya was a wee bit unfair. But Tonya is undetermined. Why? Because she's good. And all the Tonyas know this, but it, it comes out in different forms. Tonya 1 is determined. Tonya 2 is stubborn. Tonya 3 is arrogant and dogmatic. We follow the story of love and passion between her and Jeff, including Tonya's mother throwing the knife in her arm, prompting her to move in with Jeff. We watch the cataclysmic seesaw that is their relationship, everything from fighting, screaming, and determinedly sewing her own costumes until we reach the day of the axle. 
It's competition day. And all the Tonyas, including the judges' version, the warthog version of Tonya, line up in the dressing room, anxiously getting ready with each other. They're- it's like that, that Jamiroquai music video where there's like eight of them and they're all like doing but different also things. A no, um, no, not Jamiroquai. Carly Minogue. That video uh, where she walks around the block and there's like 80 of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The and the warthog one's like putting on lipstick. Because <laughs> if you put lipstick on a pig, it's still a pig. <laughs> they line up in their dressing room, anxiously getting ready, each with a slightly distinct, with a distinct attitude to their preparation. They enter the rink. They all start their routine, all skating slightly out of sync with just sort of really slight different inflections, just slight different quality of hair and costume. Their pace picks up. They turn around and skate backwards, their legs gliding across each other, making perfectly canted X's in the ice behind them. They skate faster and faster, and with a mighty leap, Tonya leaps through the air backwards, and for a beautiful, cinematically elongated second, there is only one Tonya. As if all the Tonyas have merged, as she spins in the air, not once, not twice, but three times through the air, landing perfectly on one foot, the triple axel the first American woman to perform the triple axel in competition. There are a few absolute truths in the story. No one really knows who Tonya Harding was. We all just get impressions of everyone's reactions to her. But the exception, the one absolute in her story, is she did the damn thing. She achieved that particular feat of athleticism, and no one can take that away from her. It's not open to interpretation. It is a piece of fact amongst what is otherwise a maze of opinions. Good. I actually can see that scene. Yeah, me too. And it, gave me, it, it gave me goosebumps because yes. yes. I was like, it would be this beautiful, and you'd go, oh my god, they're all it's because oh. it's all it's quite messy at this point, and there'd yeah. just be this like simplicity and that, yeah, no, no noise, yeah, just like. Oh. And you know they they sort of did that, not exactly that, but you know when she does the triple axel in the film, it's quite a moment. Mm. So I wouldn't yeah. even shoot it that differently. No, you know, no, but it's just the the split second where it's just not. All the different still, ones. It's it's, you'd, you'd almost have the bit where their legs, as they turn, all of a sudden, all these legs just come together into one, and you go, "Oh fuck yes!" And then yeah. she's up and she's around. It would, it, yeah, Great. nice moment. All right, the triple axel, although still doesn't give Warthog Tanya the result she wants, does give birth to a new Tanya. This Tanya is introduced by another modern day interview that we that isn't in the film. It's a family of four led by a mum who would be played by Margot Martindale because I love oh, her. Yes. Character actress Margot Martindale. And I want to see her in everything because she's great. I want her to play I, Tanya. I'm not going to lie. Well, I, Tanya. Tanya. No, no, I, Tanya. <laughs> I, Tanya. Anyway, they represent us, essentially, a middle-class American family, like we are. Yeah, yeah, we're a middle-class American family. (laughs) She represents the public, which, make no mistake, is different to Bobby Carnavala, which is the paparazzi. She is representative of the public's perception of Tonya. So we've got Tonya One, Tonya's Tonya, sitting in her kitchen, staring at a newspaper, featuring a photo of her on the ice. Across the table sits the new Tonya, public Tonya. Public Tonya is strong, powerful, and in control. Tonya One looks up. And for the first time, two of the Tonyas acknowledge each other. They don't do much, but stare curiously. Tonya one, for the first time, digesting that the public see her and they see her differently to how she sees herself. She smiles, hopefully, liking the strength of this version of self. And then Jeff's Tonya enters and she is startled by the public Tonya. She drops her ice cream in disbelief. Jeff's Tonya's eyes are wild and excited with the sycophantic, narcissistic adoration of public Tonya. Basically, Jeff's calling her a fame whore here. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that guy. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Anyway, along we go uh, on Tanya's life story as she trains for the Olympics. However, this time the Tanyas start directly intersecting with each other's stories. Like they interrupt each other. They talk to each other. They interact with each other's plot lines, growing more and more frustrated as their lack of recognition and the other's bullshit representation of the truth. Tonya fires Diane, and when Diane leaves, Diane's Tonya leaves with her. Nice. Um, nice. You know, and, and Diane's Tonya is quite, quite probably the nicest one. She's kind of like this yeah. just really passionate skater. Yeah, okay, cool. She's the, inno- she's the pure innocence and bliss that is she's, the ice skating. She's, she's just, it's all about the skating. It's, she's, the, she's the Tonya at the end who's crying in the courtroom. Yeah. yeah. Please, yeah. I'll do yeah, it. Send me to jail. Just let me, I just want to be able to skate. Yeah, I haven't put that in there, but just know when I refer to that bit later on, I'm referring to Diane's Tonya in that scene. Or Warthog Tonya. <laughs> or Warthog Tonya. Who can just do the rest of the film, please? Tonya drinks and parties with Tonya one adamantly denying it and even goes as far as grab the beer out of Lavonia Tonya's hand, smashing it against the wall. However, Jeff's Tonya sits in the bar cackling, undermining Tonya One's integrity a little bit here. Like, there's, yeah, if yeah. a lot of Tonyas are all doing the same thing, it's a little bit damning, as is kind of how we can interpret the truth. We reach the 1992 Olympics. Tonya flubs her landing. She falls, and she falls hard. She slides across the ice, defeated. She looks around her. There's a hole in the ice. Like, the rink has secretly been a frozen river this whole time. And public Tonya is sort of in the hole, grasping onto the edge of a deep crack. She looks weak and helpless, stretching out her hand. Tonya One looks around the arena for help, but the crowd is a blur of empty, watching eyes. And I've put here this for you, Gabe. I've written Humphrey eyes. Oh. Put some dead eyes, just for a reference. The context, I've got a dog and that dog has dead eyes. He has dead eyes. Yeah. Does your dog have Polar Express eyes, Gabe? They're just empty black holes. I'm never looking at your dog again. That is what. That maybe the crowd there. is just full of Humphreys. Yeah, he's very cute. He's just got he's a empty eyes. He's got no soul. Yeah, yeah. He's just Satan, but he's adorable. A vessel. <laughs> he's a vessel for what? I don't want to know. <laughs> All right. So she she looks for help, and the crowd's a blur of empty eyes. Help her, Tonya screams, but no one does. The arena is silent. They're all there for her when public Tonya is strong, but when she's weak, it's just her and the ice skating rink. The rink that was once gave her strength is now sucking her under. Tonya scrambles over to public on Tonya. The ice starts to crack more and more. She can't get any closer. Tonya rips off her boot and holds it out to public Tonya, trying to get her to grab on. Public Tonya looks cold now. The icy water is taking hold. She can't reach the boot. Tonya desperately pulls the lace off her boot, holding onto one end, flicks it across to public Tonya, who is just able to hold on. Tonya, with all her might, pulls her out of the ice. She scrambles over to her, wraps the weak and sobbing mess of public Tonya in her arms. She holds her and whispers, it's not your fault. She looks down at public Tonya's boot and we see that the blade is loose. Public Tonya looks to Tonya one, eyes needy as if to say, help me. This enrages Tonya and she walks across the ice screaming at what is now just darkness, just an abyss. It wasn't her fault. Her blade was put on wrong. It wasn't her fault. Do you hear me, assholes? But there is no response, just an empty abyss. Tonya squ- quits skating, becomes a waitress, and seems like her ice skating story is over until she's reinvigorated by Diane, but more importantly, 
Diane's Tonya comes back with Diane. And I've written here, this is a little bit silly, but I've written here that Diane's Tonya walks over to her and holds her face and says, there you are, Tanya, like in Hook. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was really cheesy and funny. It is cheesy and funny, so it's not in it. Okay. Yeah. She does something. You're doing so well. Thanks. <laughs> She, but the point is, it's not so much Diane, it's actually how Diane sees her. Yes. yes. That brings yeah. her back in. Tanya starts training again. And now her, I think now ex-husband, if following along with the plot uh, accurately. No, do they, get, they do. They get divorced before everything do. goes down. Yeah. So I think he's her and now ex- But they're still living together. He's estranged. It's super complicated. Because she goes back to him when that incident where she, he, the police pull them over and yeah. the cops just like, oh, off you go, guys. That scene's fucked up. Yeah. And, and that, that stuff's all in there. Like I said, yeah. the plot's the same. And so I'm, I'm glossing over stuff here. It's but just key beats. You, you're yeah. getting what I mean. Like, it's all but done with the multiple Tonyas yes. now. Yeah. Tonya starts training again, and her now ex-husband, Jeff, cooks up a plan to take out Tonya's rival, Nancy Kerrigan. Now, I gloss over the Kerrigan stuff because I more or less keep it the same, just yeah. with the same format. Yeah. We follow the film pretty accurately now, including the hilariously terrible Hitman because I thought it was done really well and I actually <laughs> wouldn't touch it because I thought it was great. And you just, I don't even know what to fucking do with that shit because it's <laughs> great. Would you have in this version of events... Jeff's Tonya in the room with them planning it. I'll address that right Ooh, in a second. Here we go. Ooh, okay. But this time, the multiple Tonyas have varying degrees of knowledge of the plan. You start on one end of the spectrum with Tonya One, who's completely ignorant to everything, all and have all varying degrees of being in the situation, all the way down to the paparazzi, Bobby Carnavale's version of Tonya, who is a Machiavellian villain and she has like an evil mustache and she walks around kicking children. She's just like this ridiculously evil human. <laughs> oh, this is brilliant. But there's lots of degree. There's various shades yeah, of that. Yeah, like yeah, Lavonia yeah. would have her be like, oh, she knew something, like knowing a little bit, listening in, you know, just all different kinds of shades. The only Tonya who is unclear, is the public's Tonya. She's quietly in the fringes of the scenes, somewhat unnoticed, her face blank. Undecided, if you will. Oh, <laughs> I like it. Um, okay. Nancy gets whacked by the buffoons, and as a result, Tonya rises in the ranks of, of Olympic figure skating. She's happy. Tonya now starts to seriously engage with public Tonya. She does her, so Tonya, one, does public Tonya's makeup for her. She cares for her. But public Tonya starts to turn, unknowing to Tonya One, but the audience, we see it. She starts to turn. She begins to manipulate Tonya One, acting sweet and innocent, but tactfully persuading Tonya One to behave differently to how she would naturally. First through little things, what she eats and what she wears a little bit, then to bigger things, such as her relationships with Jeff and her friends. Because here's the thing. The moment we are aware we are being watched, especially on that scale, the idea of how people see us changes how we behave. Yes. All the Tonyas grow stronger and stronger. Until the idiot and self-proclaimed terrorism expert, Sean Eckhart, gives up Jeff and gives up Tonya. Again, I'm, I'm glossing over that because it's great. Watch the film. As With is. Him just, just that whole scene in the Chinese restaurant as well where yeah. he's trying to get Sebastian Sand to say something and he just will not admit it. <laughs> yeah. And he's getting so agitated. Like, it's just... Oh, it's beautiful. We watch as Tonya's previously idolised public Tonya start to decay before her eyes. She hunches over, her makeup smudged, and her expression is now sinister. She's kind of like active in this. As she walks down the street, the public physically spit and hit public Tonya, physically stripping parts of her clothes away from her. Tonya, one, frantically tries to help her, but cops knocks the face and the bloody nose in the process. And here's the area where we have that heartbreaking beat from the movie where modern-day Tonya says it was like being abused all over again. 
but we've got it more visually as well. Yeah, yeah. We watch Jeff go down for being a part of the plan, continuing along the story until we wish that um, I've written the word amazing, and I but it's terrifying, but it's amazing seeing the movie where Tanya is putting on her makeup for the for her performance in the Olympics. Yeah, but this time it's just Tanya one and public Tanya. Because although Jeff and Lavanya may have claimed she was a fame whore, at the end of the day, only Tonya Harding understands how she felt about the way public viewed her. This this isn't open to interpretation. This is she's the only one who can speak on that. This time, public Tonya puts on her makeup. The extent of her control coming across as she slowly but roughly slides that blood red blush across her cheeks. Tonya One is trembling, lost, helpless, and petrified at the beaten, sinister monster painting her face. We cut to Tonya One warming up on the ice, and I think this whole section will be used like a rough handheld camera here. We watch her watch public Tonya, her eyes wild with an idea, with a frantic, desperate idea. She steps off the ice, walks down the corridor, prompting public Tonya to follow her, but suddenly darts out of sight. Public Tonya looks around, confused. Where is she gone? She peers down the eerily empty corridor with nothing but the distance echo of the classical figure skating music going on in the arena. She snarls, enraged, and starts to run towards the rink. But Tonya One jumps out at her, something in her hands. Tonya One, brimming with the desperate fury, wraps an ice skate, a, a skating boot lace around public Tonya's neck, squeezing tighter and tighter, desperately trying to kill the monster. Public Tonya falls to the ground, and Tonya One rips her now undone boot off her foot and slams the skate into public Tonya's chest. Tonya slumps to the ground, and she watches in horror as public Tonya blankly pulls the blade out of her chest, completely unaffected. The two stare at each other. Public Tonya wipes the blood off the skate and hands it back to Tonya. She's still got a job to do. We see Tonya enter the rink and perform her routine. She doesn't win gold. She places eighth. Nancy gets silver and looks like she stepped in poo, as narrated by Tonya. We watch Lavanya's betrayal as she secretly tries to record Tonya admitting to a crime. We see Tonya be banned from skating for the rest of her life, played by Tonya, Diane's Tonya. And we watch her hang up her skates forever. We leave the film with Tonya walking out to her beaten up car, public Tonya following her, and she walks around the pa- to the passenger seat, and, but Tonya One smacks on the locks. Public Tonya bangs at the window, trying to get in, but Tonya One turns on the engine and just drives away. She watches public Tonya in the, in the rearview mirror, silently making peace with the monster and, and just letting her go, letting her exist, but not carrying her with her. We, the public, the audience watching the film, don't see where she goes. The final shot of the film isn't even with Tonya One. It's, it's shot from behind public Tonya, watching Tonya One drive away, not knowing where she's going or even really who she is, just the tattered remains of a simple perception of a complicated person. The end. Kath Atkins. Fucking hell, that is so much better than the film. That film would win an award. That would, oh. win, that, would that film would clean up. That film would fucking win awards. Because like Margot Robbie would win an award for that film. Well, I mean, she still should, she was so good. She won't though, because Frances McDormand exists. I know, I know. But, but, but if she did it. that version of the film, she'd win. Well, there yeah. was that one scene in the actual film where they had the shot of her stabbing Nancy Kerrigan and there was blood on her face and she looked fucking crazy and I was like yeah I want to see more of that Tonya yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. show me more of that theory that's the one where she talks about where Bobby Carnavale is talking about how everyone thought she did it and it cuts to her like beating but the we would include shit. that with the varying yeah, degrees yeah. of, of Tonya. what I love about it yeah. is that, like it's funny because like things like the, the warthog couldn't get past the warthog it was so good <laughs> you could, you could like even have the warthogs warthog. on the passenger seat riding like shy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah why not fuck yeah. it but, like, the, they um, still exist yeah just the or the public Tonya's holding the warthog Tonya under her arm or... Oh, like a pet. Yeah. Just like she's learned to love it. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's just the fact that like it's so... 
it's funny, but all the humor is in the service of making a bigger point. Like it's it's already, I think, just conceptually funnier than the actual film, but the humor really underlines something. It and loads it's... it with pathos oh, too. Absolutely. You care, but you watch this woman. So even in even in the, the original film, you do feel a lot. Yeah. You, you feel a lot of empathy for her, a lot of sympathy for her. In this version, it's tripled because you're watching her fight with herself, and you're like, "This girl did not stand a fucking chance." Because yeah. she was against the world, and also and herself, and just herself. The, just the concept of seeing all of these like grotesque versions of her skating around the place. And honestly, I'm sitting here, and what's going through my head as I'm listening to you is being like, "Just oh, everybody, just fuck off and leave her alone. Just yes. let her be. Like, just let her be. Yeah. Stop." Which is exactly what like, oh, it's so good. Just even that first time she's at the Olympics, they're like all picking at like bits and pieces, and it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, you're, you're fine. Like it's oh, you're fine. Just do the axle. Like I mean, oh. I, when I was kind of like trying to figure out what my take was, I watched clips of Tonya Harding perform, and I was like, what? She wasn't that graceless. She was a different shape though. She was strong. Yeah, but she wasn't like you know they made her out like she was this like you oh, know oh she didn't fit the like, fuck she was fine she just looked like a like a person doing beautiful incredible skates it wasn't like she was like doing the funky chicken out there you know what I mean like yeah. she and I was like they really I don't know what they're seeing I was like I don't see the same thing as you do which is what gave me the idea and also I really wanted her to make I wanted her to hug public Tonya but it was a bit cheesy because no, it was like you have to I think in truth if you're in that situation the only thing you can do is just make peace with the fact that yeah but that was fine like that's just someone else locking it driving away and being like yep you can keep existing but that's someone else's version to. but that yeah. doesn't have to affect me no and you could even have as she's driving away you zoom out on the street and all the other Tonyas are like sitting on like chair like watching her yeah. go so you have like the warthog Tonyas there you have the Vanya's Tonya is there. There's like a pregnant Tonya. There's a Tonya with a black eye. So you you kind of, there's a great, I don't know if you've ever watched United States of Tara, but there's an amazing yeah. shot at the end of it where she finally checks into a, into a psychiatric hospital and she gets in the back of a ute and the ute drives off and in the back of the ute are the three main yeah. altars yeah, beating yeah. the shit, just sitting there like, we're still here, we're proud of you, but you're doing your own thing. I would fucking watch this movie. I think yes. this could be like, one of my favourite films if it existed. <laughs> I think, yeah, because it, it's so unique, but it's so... It's not weird for the sake of being weird. High <laughs> school musical. It's um, it it, <laughs> very, it has a point. It has a point. Very fair. <laughs> it has a point, and it makes a point, and it makes that point like with clarity, humor, and grace. Mm. And it left me feeling stuff that I, I legitimately think this would have made Itonia an awards contender. I, yeah. th- like, I mean, it's I a got goosebumps. Yes, it genuine more goosebumps. Than a biopic. Yes, yes, exactly. It was saying something greater than Which just her story. The film itself is- came up to the edge of doing, but didn't do. Yeah. yeah. It was on the free. Yeah. It played a little bit too safe. Yeah. Way too safe. It, it, it didn't do the, the jobs or the social network thing where it just picked a moment and, and f- fleshed out those moments. But it didn't go the full walk the line where it walked through every step and yes. kind of hedged its bits halfway in the middle. And I think it should be Kath's version. So call everyone, tell them, fuck that version off, and we're Don't doing yours instead. Text Magu. Yeah. Be yeah. like, reshoots, babe. Sup, M-Dog. I know it. you're literally possibly going <laughs> to win an award for the film that you've already filmed. We're doing another one. I think you could have done better. I think Tonya Harding would like this version of the film too. Yeah. Well, because well, it I... doesn't come down on one side of what she is. At the end, it leaves you just being like, well, the only person who really knows the truth of her story is her. Mm-hmm. And she's and not going to okay. and, and you're never going to know it. And, you and you're not her. Exactly. No. So stop. Uh, it's, it's actually really satisfying because the idea of like her driving away and leaving public Tonya, but even like what you were saying, Tom, leaving all the other Tonyas as well makes you be like, well, yeah, because at the end of the day, she just has her life and your opinions of her are not her. She doesn't have to carry them with her. No. And she shouldn't. No. 
because it will it will destroy her. It will consume her and it will control her. And we need to let go of that. And that's the way to be like so good. Cass. And I think you've done something that's that. never been done in a biopic before either. No, well, no, yeah. It's been. I, I think there's been moment, like films where they tease it like that. But well, I think. I mean, she started with it. Like with the, with, they did have that shot of her hitting Nancy Kerrigan, and I was like, I want more of that. Yeah. Because seeing that stuff, I think, doesn't undermine Tonya Harding's integrity. It just highlights that it's like, these are just perceptions. Yeah. These are not the reality of a person. And there is yeah. no one reality of something that happened 21 years ago. 20 plus years ago, you know. Well done, Kath. Well done. Thank you. Thank you, boys. Hope I haven't ruined your lives. Actually, no. I'm disappointed. I wanted to fuck with you. but Wait, uh, The way you'd fuck with this is... The warthog is now Tonya. <laughs> yeah, I think I yeah I I can rest easy. Give me a warthog Tonya Harding, and I didn't know I needed that, but now I do. <laughs> we all need a warthog Tonya. My Harding life in is our life. a bit fuller for it. I think so. Well, on that note, if you have anything, if you have any ideas, maybe even recastings, I wouldn't change anything. But if you've got any cool ideas, let us know at mm Sands pants. That's on Twitter. That's on Twitter. What's the email address, Kath? I believe in you. It's movie movie maintenance at sandspants.com. Close. That's at sandspansradio.com? Yes! yes. Hey! Oh. Oh. Give me the gold. And where do we find you? We find me at Kath Atkins 5. Oh, my, oh god. my god. Oh, my god. Oh, my god. Oh, my god. Give me the gold medal, everyone. Uh, no, you came fifth. Where was the grace and the poise? <laughs> um, I'm at Awkward Treat. I'm at Goldberg Moser. Bye. See ya. Searching for something to say. listening if you want to help support the show why not become a member at sanspantsplus.com and get early access to our shows a bunch of exclusive content and much much more that's sanspantsplus.com